sister, uh, Lord, laid on her heart. Uh, it's like, like, like every time it takes him to preach it, but uh, I don't reckon I've ever entered into a message the way that, that this has been laid on my heart, especially, but uh, over in First Kings, in the 17th chapter, uh, the particular uh, moment in time here that's on our heart is very familiar, <clears throat> I believe, to every one of us. I know I've preached from it, I've read it, and heard it preached, and heard it taught. <coughs> but, uh, Lord, just kind of come, brought this to us in, in, a, in a little bit of a different way. Let me pray just a little bit. But I want to read the last verse of the 17th chapter. It said, the 24th verse, 17th chapter of 1 Kings, And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in thy mouth, that the word that is that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. That verse particularly stood out to me, and I got to thinking. Uh, you can retrace this. That's just the way the Lord laid it on me to start with that verse, Mark. You can retrace this, and you'll go back and you'll find where the, uh, Elijah had done a, done a great thing there before the people and uh, uh, called down fire from heaven and these type of things and. And he told them that they, but uh, he told them, excuse me, up, it's leading up to that point. And uh, you, you'll find where that he told them that it wasn't going to rain in that day. And he told them that, 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 that these things were going to take place. The Lord told him, he said, you go down there by this brook. And he said, you stay down there. And he said, the ravens will sustain you. And he said, you drink from this brook. And, and uh, Elijah had spent some time down there. But there came a time, Mike, when the brook dried up. And the Lord had told him, He said, you arise and you get down to Zarephath. He said, I have commanded a woman down there to sustain thee. That's where my heart got to, got to deal with me on this scripture. This, this point that I just read to you in this last chapter right here come about from a commandment that had come out to that woman's life back at that point. That God had commanded her to sustain this man of God when he come by her way. And when, when he made his way up there to her, she was, she was no doubt at a point in her life to where she was at her wit's end. She was out gathering sticks, her legs, she gathered two sticks. She was getting her last bit of meal together, her last bit of oil together, and she was getting ready to prepare just a little bit, Jason, just a little bit of bread. A little bit of meal is all she had. She was going to fix that. And she was at, 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 at no doubt where it looked like this is the last thing that I'm ever going to accomplish in this life. And I'm going to eat this and me and my son, we're going to die. She was down to the, to, to the very end of what looked like her road in this life. And God commanded her to do something that went right against what it felt like she ought to do. She sent the man of God down to buy her way down there, and he come and he asked her at first, he asked her for some water. That wasn't a very hard thing to do. She must have had plenty of water. She went right, right quick, like to go get that water for this man. 
directly though, he said, he said, won't you bring me a cake, a cake first? Bring me a cake back here, and boy, right there is where he hit home. That's something she didn't have enough to give him. But yet he said, you make me one first, and then you go back. God had promised that he would, that, that when he commanded her something, that he'd take care of her. That that meal barrel would never run dry, and that that oil would be sustainable until until God come for him, until God's ended that drought and that day over there. God had promised her some things. Then it goes on down, and that young and her gets sick after this. It goes on down, and that young and gets sick, Isaac, and she goes down, and she goes sick. You've called my sin against me. No doubt maybe this woman, I don't know what had happened up to that point. Maybe that child was had out of wedlock. Maybe that child was had in some sort of sin in her life. But she's looking at it. She thought, God has called this back on me for what I've done right here. She went to begging with that man of God not to let that take place. And he went up and he took that child and he laid it upon his bed. And he went up there and he laid over that child. And that child got its life back into it. Boy, that just some great things that took place in that little old woman's life down there. Ain't that just some great things that took place in her life? You know where it all started, Isaac? From a command from God. I thought about that. And you go to looking at our life, Mike. At the beginning of that commandment, it looked like Judy that it was impossible to reach anything good out of it. It looked like she was going to have to give up everything that was precious to her. It looked like she would no doubt lose her child. It looked like that she was going to have to give all she ever had. And that it was going to be the end of everything for her. Ain't that the way it looks a lot of times when God wants something out of you? Well, I wonder if it happens that way. Because He wants us to act in faith. He wants us to believe Him, Mark. If come by when it looks like it's impossible, when it looks like a man that is caught up in sin and he ain't never going to come out, when it looks like that you ain't never going to see that brother, when you ain't never going to see that son, when it looks like they went the farthest that they're going to go, and God's asking a little more out of you. You get in there and you pray a little harder. You trust me a little more. There's a man coming our way, Julian, if we want to see some good things come from God. The end of that chapter, do you remember what I read? And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. You want to know how to find out if God's true? You want to know how to find out if God's Word's true? You stick in this to the end. It seems like the Lord's been preaching me that way so much lately. I just can't get away from it. I feel like we're in a day when everybody's giving up. I feel like we're in a day when everybody's laying down. I feel like we're in a day when people don't think God can do what He says He can do. But I'm here to tell you why. Commanded her 
what to do and he told her what to do. He should have said, no, I'm going to just have to save me and my son. You want that done in the boat parish right there? Should have never seen the glory of God. I'm afraid today that so many giving up on God and backing out of church, backing up on what God said to do, that they're sitting down on God before they see the deliverance. They're giving up, getting mad, getting mad at the church, getting mad at the deacons, getting mad at the preacher, and they're turning their back on God. What else can I do, preacher? What else? Get on your face. Get in the book. Get in the hands of God and stay steadfast. And don't give up. Don't back up. Don't sit down. You say, I'm mad. I ain't mad. I just know what I've got a hold of. I know how big it is. Hey, to be honest with you, you know I don't know how big it is. It's bigger than I can even imagine. I want to see this through to the end. He's talking about the old and I ain't going on that whole country. They believe this life. Knowing that God they serve. Knowing that He's able. Knowing He'll take care of their families. I'd have never even imagined Isaac when I was y'all's age and married. Never imagined. My God. There's been people let me down I'd have never thought. There's been friends who should be I'd have never looked. There's been family that's turned and went the other way. There's been people in the house of God that's turned their back on God, sat down and went to the house that I never would have thought. But I won't tell you something. God's been faithful. God stayed with me. I'm going to stay with Him. I've seen under the end. The men that preached to me. The men that told me right. They were true. And as I was studying this, it came to my heart again. Over in Psalms, the 37th, 5th verse. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of Him who prospereth in His way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. 
She's going to hit the door. There's been a few times I just thought it'd be easier just to get out of this and just go my own way and leave it alone. But you want to know something, Tommy LT? Me and that little lady right there, we hit our knees a few times together. We got down and got the business with God. When things got trouble in the house, we realized like a commitment that was made. We stayed with it. Page 27 years behind us. We pick, we fight, we outplayed each other. But I'm going to tell you something. We're committed. We're committed. Time has tried our marriage and God has proven Now, I'm going to bring it around to the house of God. There's a lot of people. They come in, they get saved, and they commit themselves under the church. First little bit of trouble comes on around here. They want to hit the rope, and they want to get gone. I'm going to tell you something. We'll stay steadfast. We'll get committed unto God. We'll get committed unto His people, under the house of God. Get committed unto His Word. And I said there a while ago, hey, if we'll get down to business at the house and not just down at the church, we'll see some strengthening going on. We'll see some things take place. My very first commitment to the house of God is to my God. If my way's committed unto Him, Everything down here is going to take place where it ought to. We'll see this to the end. I still got some things I want to see take place. God still got some things He wants to see take place. I'm going to see it to the end. As far as my head goes, I'm going to die tonight. But I'm going to stay steadfast until I go out of here. I believe in the gospel way. I believe in serving God. I believe in staying steadfast. And I believe in staying with the church and believing God. Staying with the truth, basically. Staying with what God ordained is true. He's going to make some fight tonight, Paul. He's going to make some struggles. He's going to make some time when you get down and you only got two sticks, a little bit of oil, and not very much of anyone. He's going to have to drill it in. It won't seem like you ain't got much to give. It won't seem like you've done spent all you had. And it won't go on what's got left. Like. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Just keep trying. You'll find this way works. You'll 
find it's true. You'll find when you think you ain't got nothing else left and you can't go no further, they're going to take you the rest of the way. If he said go, he'll get you there. Just commit your way. Get serious with God and get steadfast and get stuck in there. That's wrong. What's what's wrong with everybody around us today? Nobody's committed. Nobody's committed. We just kind of one foot in, one foot out of everything we do. We want to lay out, Judy. You want to know what God likes? He don't want to go for He won't fall in. He don't want to hide in and hide out. He won't fall in. says, I'll read it again, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. That little old woman don't want it to satisfy. I comes up either you, you run to God. And at any that, she believed everything that God promised her was true because he brought it to pass. He brought it to pass. And what we do, we do You say she believed if you thank God. Bother that it pay off. It pays off. Same chance as it pay off. Pays off. Pays off. You'll see if you stay with me, it's going to work. I might be short tonight, I don't know. It's alright. Second Timothy. You think about this. We hear, we hear Paul talked about so much. We see the life of Paul. It's documented so well through the Word of God, Jason. We know what his life was before. He don't boast in that. He's ashamed of it. We know what came about over on the road to Damascus. We see how God put a column on his life, and we see that from that time forward, Paul went from a life of respect from all those religious men around him, he went from a life of, 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 of living in freedom in this world, he went to a life of, of, of bondage under the hand of this world, he went to a life of persecution, beatings, and everywhere he went, he was ridiculed, and everybody was after him again. You know what I'm saying? And it looks like why would a man turn from what he did and went after this way? Because Paul got his eyes off this world. Paul thought, why 
Damascus and he got to see a man who he never seen in his life. He got his eyes off the world and there's a bright light shining his way and he got his eyes on Jesus. That's where God got to be without a power. God shined in his life the blessed hope of the gospel. God shined in his life and showed him always a better way than you've been going. He was willing to suffer a few things here in this life for the glory of God. Give it up. When he faced beasts, when he faced beatings, when he faced prison, when he faced persecution, he lived with patience. The race that was set before him. They seemed to run away that race before us. Paul wrote down over there in Second Timothy, it's familiar. Every bit of what I've read tonight's familiar. He said, for the time will come, in the third, fourth chapter, third verse, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. He's just speaking to Timothy right there. He's to tell him, look here. I've had some good news on Jesus before that before me. Herman Wilson looked me in the eyes and he said, I believe you'll keep going for me. He didn't do no more than Paul did it for Jesus right there that day in my life. He said, let me go. I fought my fight. I kept this faith, son. He's telling he's letting me know there ain't going to be some affliction. <clears throat> I'll never forget the night of my ordination. <coughs> we laid in an altar up there for I don't know how long. One of the biggest presbyteries I've ever seen in my life. How many men? I can't even remember the count. i got to go back to tell you. Came by, man, and they laid their hands on me. And this way before us. There's a reason when a man gets ordained that they get him to come around and they lay him on my hands and they go to, they go to tell you in your ear. So you're going to face some things. They go to give you some words of wisdom, some experience that they've had down through time. That's all that Paul was doing under Timothy right here. He's letting them know it's going to get hard, son. Hey, there's going to come a time in what you're preaching. There's going to be men don't want to hear it. There's going to be affliction come on your life. 
that's going to be me and that's going to persecute you. You're going to face hardships. But you endure it with hardness. You endure that hardness that a good soldier would. You stay with this, Timothy. And I'm here to tell you, church, you stay with this. There's time to tell you, and there's time to believe in you, and you don't want to hear saying, Doctor. If God can really tell you that He's backed up for His spirit, you stay with I don't got no engineers. I don't think you have good idea. I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate encouragement. But I'm gonna tell you who puts the okay on the messages. Who puts the okay on my life service of him? It's the Holy Ghost of God. It's the Spirit of God, I mean. That's what I'll go with. You want me to tell you what men love? Oh, they'll just tell you, boy, I love the way you preach. I'm going to tell you, I'm never going to switch top of you, honey. I've had it done. And the whole time, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to move you in. They're going to get you. They're going to move you in. They're going to tell you what they're going to do. They're going to like that thing And they're going to make you feel, feel like they're helping you out the whole time. You just lay in the path. We don't need no engineers. I don't need to hear men's praise. I just want to go to God and say, Amen. So I don't need my wife saying, You try it, man. And she does. Every long time I go home, I'm defeated. I'll be honest, I'm feeling low and I'm feeling down. You're saying, You did, you did good. You did the best you could, because she's a good wife. She loves you. That ain't what I'm looking for. And all the young folks say, it's all right. It's all right. Well, when I went there, I wasn't blaming no man. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. <clears throat> Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Now listen. <clears throat> For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia. Titus unto Delmatia, only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee. He is profitable to me for the ministry. And Tychus have I sent to Ephesus, the cloak that I left at Troas with with Carpus. When thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchment. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil, and the Lord reward him according to his works, of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. 
Now listen, I, I love this because this is instruction from a man of God to the young man that's coming on. And it's instruction to me and you too. They say, I want you to look at some started out with me. They ain't with me no more. They some that stayed steadfast. And they're good for the ones of God. And they'll stay green. You take these letters, you take these marchers, you bring them in. In other words, you, you take those things, you dig into that, you read them in. These are important things. I'm telling you, church, you get away from what I think, you get away from what you think, you get away from what Mojo's down the road thinks, you get in that book and get on your knees. And you listen to God. You see what the Holy Ghost took his blessing on. At the end of this, you'll be able to say you fought a good fight and you kept the faith. You didn't forsake. He said, He said, Of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it might be laid to their charge. Now listen right here. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto His heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You remember that last chapter I read the old letter? In the book of First Kings? And the woman said to Elijah, Now, by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. Paul went to the time in his life when he got down and seen God delivered every time he said it. Just like that little woman over at Zarephath. She stayed steadfast, unmovable, all the way to the end. And she said, Now, I know that thou art a man of God. Get the word to my new mouth of truth. You know how Paul, when he reached the end, he knew that God was true. He knew it all the way through. But there's coming a time. And we're going to get the reports of it. And we're going to get the look back to you see what God believed in. He's looking back over his life. And he's seen where God delivered him from the line. He's seen where God delivered him from everything he'd ever faced. Everything he ever went through. Don't you know so many times it felt like Moses, this man like me and you, he wasn't above us. He wasn't. He was a man who had a desire in his heart, Bobby. For God, he wasn't going to move. But I'm going to tell you, he's a man just like we are. He had a thorn in his flesh. He had some things that was, was, was in his life that no doubt reared up against him. How many times maybe he wanted to write it up and he didn't say it? How many times maybe he just wanted to give up? You know what he done? He probably did fight and kept the faith. He some things laid up for him. He run with patience the race that was set before him. I got some news for you. I still some things to set before you. 
We ain't reached the point where we ain't going to run into trials. We ain't reached the point where we ain't going to run into trouble. You know, when I'll, when I'll fight my last battle in this life is when I close my eyes today. Up until that point, I'm going to have trials and tribulations. But I'll tell you this, I can get to the end and I can say my God is true. And my God delivers. And I can look back right now over my 51 years. And I can see places where He's delivered. And I look out ahead and I know He's going to deliver tomorrow. I come down to the end I'm going to tell you what, they've been a whole lot more faithful than this old one. I've failed God in multiple ways in my life. Since I've been saved, since I've been called to preach, since I've been pastor, I've failed God. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. When you get found out and you're, you see you're in the home, get your life in another come work and get it straight. Don't get a prideful nature about you. Get not back in Keep pressing forward. Most soldiers along the way will get injured somewhere a little bit. They'll get hurt. They'll get soldiers. They'll get babies and they'll probably get right back in there. You get down to the end, you rest. Don't look back and say, Quit. Forget it's all good. Look back and see the times God delivered you when you didn't think there was no way you could ever see that. We're going to defeat the church, right? This ain't known for us. That's for the souls to be born in this. There's still a gospel that needs to get preached under a lost and dying world. And there's a devil out there trying to discourage every one of us. Every one of us. I want you to see that little woman over there doing fine. When it's something easy, it's hard for her to get it. There came a point where he said, make me a cat. But you do it all she had. It's going to look like it's all you got. But you would do it. I don't know more life than you don't know mine. And wherever each one of us is at in our Christian walk, if God says go, go. If God says move, move. Whatever he commands you, trust him. To meet the way in him. Whatever it is, he'll bring it to pass. Little things through my life I can go back from the time I stayed. And I thought I'd never see them happen. And I stayed with him. Not writing on me. And now them are stones of memorials in my life. I can look back and say, well, God, you victory in it. It's not over. Man, I'm going to sit back there. He asked us to pray for him.
We need to keep praying till we see him sitting in here. That old among the base. We got hope in this way. Until they've seen God deliver that giant with the hands of that little old red boy. Then you know what the rest of the army did? They got in the battle. We're not leaving the little old church. When the rest of them see us getting in there, we're about to go. They start seeing more objects roll in here. Don't you think it might encourage the next church down the road and the next church down the road? Oh, we ain't no better than nobody else. But I tell you this much. God's trying to move this church. God's trying to move this church. There's some things that God wants done right here at Community Chapel. And if we will just strap on our old shepherd's pipes, get our sling in our hand, and go run towards the giant with our hand in there on the, on the stone. And don't look back and realize that God's done delivering a few things in our hand. They said He's delivered the line of the bear. He said, I know you'll deliver this old uncircumcised Philistine. Don't get to looking at how big it is. Just get to remembering how big your God is. David didn't have to lay a hand on him. From a distance, Judith, he planted a stone between his eyes and sunk it up in his head and put that big old thing on the ground. <laughs> and all the armies of Israel got encouraged. You know what the enemies when they saw him got fought? They got scared. They knew that for him to go. This world gets to see and the church get where it need to be. And I promise you, they put them on their heels. Put them on their heels. People don't have the respect for the church they used to. Let's start living for God, maybe they will. Let's start showing them Jesus in our life, maybe they will. That's what the Lord gave me tonight. I thank the Lord for His Word. I know it might be short, but I'm going to tell you if we'll take a hold of it, it'll work. Yeah.